Good morning, Flagler. The doctors are in. I'm Dr. Scott Cleos. And I'm Dr. Andrea Cleos. And we are here once again to talk about your health and health issues right here in Flagler, Volusia, and St. John's County. Andrea, your voice sounds very sultry today. We just got out of bed, so. Yeah, well, it's because I ripped off my mouth tape last night because I had a cough and then somehow it didn't get back on. So Andrew and I, we're real pretty when we go to bed now. I'm on full CPAP, uh, well, nasal pillow. And when I go to bed, I have to have a mouth guard because I've got bruxism. Uh, I, I grind my teeth um, and uh, I have mouth tape to keep my mouth closed because I use a nasal pillow for my uh, for my CPAP. So, you know, if my mouth drops open with the CPAP on, I just have air blowing out of my mouth. It feels like I got my head sitting out the window going down the highway at 70 miles an hour and it's, it wakes me up. So I had to tape my mouth. And then on top of all that, I got a chin strap that basically holds my mouth shut. So Andrea can hardly keep her hands off me when I put all that attire on. And I've now convinced her that, you know, she was starting to snore a little well, bit. What what convinced me was not well. You said something which was helpful, but then I said, Andrew, you sound like you're sawing logs every yeah, night. No, it wasn't every night. It was occasionally almost every night. No, it was not so loud because when I go running with my girlfriends, and I think I've mentioned this to you guys before, they all want to sleep in my bed because I don't make any noise and I don't move. Not true. So they're always fighting. You don't move. But I want I want to I want to sleep with Cleos because she doesn't make any noise. She doesn't snore. So so occasionally if I get a cold, I want to sleep with Cleos too. Uh, if I get a cold, my mouth does you know open, but um, and I snore. But uh, interestingly enough, you can be a mouth breather when you open your mouth when you're talking instead of stopping breathing through your nose and then continuing your conversation. You breathe through your mouth. And that leads to hoarseness. In addition to leaving your mouth open at night, the air conditioning, the fan in the room, all create a drying of the vocal cords. So some mornings I wake up and my voice like this morning is a more raspy hoarse. and sexy. So it makes for a good jazz singer, but, uh, <laughs> but it gets worn out when I'm talking to patients all day long. So that also wears down my voice. So when I talked to a girlfriend of mine out in California who is a myofacial therapist, she said, um, she said, you know, Andrew, try to constantly breathe from your nose. Later on, learning more research about it, the power of breathing through your nose is really also when we breathe through our nose, it activates in our sinus and our upper airway, it activates the release of nitric oxide, which induces vasodilation. Uh, throughout your body, which increases the blood flow to your head. And that's important to our brains. So as we have people who are sleep apnea people or people who snore and have sleep apnea, whether it's central or peripheral, peripheral sleep apnea is related to a heavy weight. Central sleep apnea is related to uh, where the palate drops back and they're just not able to get that air in properly. Um, and there's central uh, drivers for that. And even though they've removed the uh, posterior palate in some patients, it didn't seem to drive that oxygen through the nose. So when you tape your mouth shut, you're actually forcing your body to breathe through your nose. It's kind of a weird phenomena. Um, and there's various types of tape, one covering your mouth completely. So it looks like a set of lips. Um, there's another mouth tape that's just an X that you can purchase. I like that better because I feel like my mouth has some air. The ones that are lips are so sticky. They're hard to get off. And if in the night, for whatever reason, you have to cough, which I do sometimes, it drives me nuts because it's hard for me to get it off. 
But, um, but yes, if you can, if you find that occasionally you snore, but it's not severe and you're not getting morning headaches or fatigue, because if you're getting morning headaches and fatigue and your neck circumference as a man is greater than 17 and as a woman greater than 14, then you really should be evaluated for sleep apnea. And some of the people will say to me, some of my patients will say, well, Dr. Clues, I don't want to wear that crap. Yes, you may not want to wear that crap. But when you have sleep apnea and you don't treat it, it leads to heart attacks and strokes and dementia. So if you don't want dementia and heart attacks and strokes, then you need to be proactive. So either wear the sleep device if you have sleep apnea or if you're starting to develop signs of it, you know, consider using the tape on your mouth. So it's very important that you understand this because as we age, all of our bodies are going to succumb to aging. Um, unless there's the new genetic research that's coming out where you can actually manipulate gene sequences. So that is happening. And in some future events, there'll be ways to reverse aging. Um, Right now, they're using various cells that are being manipulated to improve and recover from an aged process. But um, But if not, one of the things that happens as we age, some people develop sleep apnea, and you really need to protect yourself from that because it is associated with dementia. And I think more than anything, people may not mind to have a heart attack or stroke, not they're happy for it, but it's the ravages of the stroke, it's the ravages of dementia that really we all fear greater than any other illness, I think, is the anxiety of most people. Yeah, so... We don't want to. We don't want people living forever, right? Absolutely. I mean, That's I mean, why I don't know have, that I would ever got, take a genetic pill to reverse my make, age. I'm happy with my for life. The new generation. So you know, people get. We can't reverse aging to a point where no one dies. That's not appropriate. Uh, but the whole reason I brought this up is that now Andrea wears mouth tape. So both of us going to bed at our mid to late fifties are just so awesome. I mean, you know, we're all taped up and, and strapped and I still find you sexy and me, you, even with your tape on your mouth. So <laughs> he likes it but, even better. Cause I'm not talking. <laughs> that's true. It does shut her up. Once she puts the tape on, I know there's no more noise. Otherwise, <laughs> so if you have an obnoxious tape. spouse, you can say, honey, I heard this great thing about tape you on your mouth. You need to do this. And I'm going to help you with that because actually my brother told me about this probably a year or two ago. There's a, a book by James Nestor called breathe. That's what it is. And it's uh, it's the new science of a lost art. And I've never read it. I probably should. But if you look at that book, it's about the benefits of nose breathing and why it's so much better than the mouth breathing. So if you guys can pick up that book and look at it, everything Andrea just iterated in her little soliloquy over here, I think is covered in that book somehow. And my brother highly recommended it. But I can tell you, you know, uh, I just had to switch my CPAP machines and something's not right because I'm I'm waking up again with a headache. I've got one today and I don't feel like I'm well rested. But when things were going well, it was awesome because I'd wake up feeling refreshed. I was definitely breathing through my mouth. I mean, through my nose because my mouth was taped shut with a chin strap on uh, and a mouth guard. And uh, all I had was the CPAP basically pumping air into my nostrils. So, you know, you get the normal um, moisturizing from the nasal path 
passages. You got little hairs in there that trap, you know, pollen and, and other allergens. And, you know, so it's, it's much better for your health in the long run. And like Andrew said, you go through the nasopharynx, uh, you get some more uh, hydration and some more humidity. And then you also basically protect your vocal cords from drying out. And her, you know, one of the things that she noticed is that going to church, it was really hard for her to sing. And Andrew's got a wonderful voice. And, um, you know, and people would praise her all the time. They, you know, she sat behind people in church and they're like, oh, you've got a beautiful voice. But it was being, it was getting harder and harder for her to sing on the Sunday mass because she was, you know, just raspy and her, and her vocal cords weren't working correctly. But that's improved, right? Yes. So, except you know. for mornings like today. Yeah. Except but that's when okay. She's got I can jazz do a little Stevie Nicks. I think it sounds good, whatever. But, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, these little tricks um, that you, know, you learn about your body as you age. And as you get older, more things come up. So. Well, what's interesting is as a society, we have evolved into oral mouth breathers rather than nasal mouth breathers or nasal breathers, sorry. Um, and really, we should be breathing through our nose, not only for the protection of antigens, foreign entities coming into our bodies, um, but to protect ourselves from those antigens. The nose itself, as Scott indicated, has filtration systems. Otherwise, when we breathe from our mouth, we actually take in a lot more antigens and there's no real protection. The only protection we have is IgA, which are antibodies that line the mucosal membranes. In your nose, you have all those hairs, you have the IgA, and then you also don't get the benefit of nitric oxide, which is a vasodilator and is, usually, is very, very important to us. Some people choose to take in beets. Beets are natural stimulants of the formation of nitric oxide, beet juice. But remember, if you take that in, it should be organic because uh, beets are highly modified when it comes to chemicals and sprayed. Um, they don't grow easily without pesticides. So um, you definitely want Everybody likes a beet, huh? Yeah, even, every, the vermin. even the vermin love the beets. But so you don't, you don't want to get the don't pesticides. Like Whoa, you've had some that are phenomenal. It depends I, on how they're processed yes. and made. I know, I, I'll eat the beet salad now. They're really good. And I don't know what they do to those beets, but the beets themselves taste like dirt you yeah. know, to me. But once you get them in a beet salad, after they cook them and then chop them up and do all that other stuff, they're, they're pretty good. But yeah. I don't know why anyone would eat just beet powder because it tastes... Like yeah, it really is kind of dirty. But um, but anyway, so remember, I, I, one of the reasons I, I think I've told you guys on this show is pretty funny story. I'm running a race. It was a spud run, only 10-mile run. And I had this guy running next to me, and he kept saying, ma'am, ma'am. And I'm looking at him I'm like, it's a 10-mile race. Like, what are you talking to me for? Let's talk at the end of the race. But he kept talking to me, and he must have been in his 30s. And I'm like, yes. And I'm looking at him like kind of confused. And he goes, excuse me, do you always run with your your mouth shut? And I'm like, what a strange question. And I looked at him, I said, absolutely. And he looked at me and he goes, well, why do you do that? I said, because it raises nitric oxide and increases delivery to my muscles and I can run faster. It's just harder. Hey, Andrew, being all professorial while she's running well, a race. Well, I told him that, but that's why I did it because one of my running magazines mentioned it. Did you keep your lips closed when you were talking to him? No, I couldn't, right? <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, you so... like the little adult on the Peanuts So uh, it, it cracked me up because I'm sitting here... I found out later, because after the race, we talked again, he was actually a coach, a high school coach for students. And he, he didn't was, say, ma'am, you got a He was amazed mouth. that at the real end of the race, mouth. when I was bolting right through the finish line, that I was still breathing through my nose. So 
it is a training issue. I've talked to my brother who runs a lot faster than I do. He has a seven and a half minute mile. And he says, Andrea, I don't know how you do it if you are. I said, well, I don't run seven and a half minute miles. My he's journey, got a seven and a half minute mile for 26 miles. For 26 miles. Yeah. And he's 60 some years old. Um, yeah. Pretty yeah. freaking amazing. I mean, I, I don't, my running, yes, I like to win races. I like to do well. But I, my journey in running is really not for timing. If I do well and I have a great day, phenomenal. But my running is really to just to stay healthy. And of course, I need to get those medals because I give my running medals to my vets. Once they lose 10% of their body weight, I give them a running medal. We have a famous Walls of patients who've reversed disease that, that I support. Um, so I think it's very, very important to understand the concept of nasal breathing. And as a human race, we were designed to breathe through our nose. I'm not sure why we became oral mouth breathers, but I know as you age, it's more common. So it might be because your body's trying to take in more oxygen because when we don't stand on the earth, um, which over the last 200 years since the Industrial Revolution, we've moved more inside and there's less of us that have jobs outside. And as much as the electromagnetic impulse of the earth actually stimulates vascular flow and our blood vessels are not flowing as efficiently as they have been over the last 200 years, they've gotten worse and worse and worse. So perhaps one of the philosophies or hypotheses, my hypothesis that would be, is that your body's just trying to take in oxygen the best way it can. And, you know, there's a bigger hole through your mouth than it is from your nose, but it's not healthy because you really have no filtration. I think that limited flood, blood flow is probably more due to our lifestyle and diet. And also we're not exercising and then we're we have free radicals and induce obstructive vessels. We're eating a bunch of, of uh, processed foods. It's a combination it's of shutting, things. It's, it's shutting true. our vessels down. But it's multiple you might factorial. Be right, it, so. it, it's, it's, you're, pro you're probably right. And the fact it's, it's not just one thing, it's a combination right. of things. And this is what we do in Shield of Life. We're coaching you on getting your life back in all these little areas that really impact your overall health and state of mind because we want you to be healthy. We, all of us, if we talk about longevity and we can do that in the next half, we all are programmed to die at a certain time. But a lot of us die earlier because we aren't taking care of ourselves. So maybe with that, we should hold off and we can talk about longevity take and some break? of the research on longevity. Perfect place to take a break. Let's do that. All right. If you guys have any questions for myself or Dr. Andrea, as always, you can email us at the doctor is in D-O-C-T-O-R-I-S-I-N at WNZF.com. You're listening to the doctor is in on WNZF News Radio, 1550 AM, 94.9 FM. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a moment. Radiology Associates has been a trusted name in Volusia, Flagler, and St. John's County for over 50 years. Radiology Associates is the first and only radiology provider to bring our neighbors of Flagler County 3 Tesla MRI, 64 Slice CT, and Time of Flight PET CT in our Palm Coast Imaging and Town Center Imaging locations. This is our community. Our doctors live here and strive to provide only the best care to you, our neighbors. For more information about Radiology Associates, visit us online at radiologyassociatesimaging.com. And we're back. For those of you just joining us, uh, we've been talking about breathing this morning. So it's a very basic uh, function we all do each and every day. And you'd think it's just a natural phenomenon that our bodies take care of. But actually, it's a, a very um, 
intricate process uh, and uh, because it's such a vital part of our being we've got different pathways that we can effectively breathe through most of us are just going to be our mouths and our noses i guess some people can actually do it through their ears our daughter was saying that she could actually hear air coming out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's because she has a hole in her eardrum. She's got a hole in her eardrum. I don't think she's they, but, breathing through the eardrum. Well, she though. said she could actually hear, she hear air. That's air expelling air. Through there. Yeah. But so, you know, because As the, it comes through the, mouth the eustachian the tube goes from the, the pharynx down in the throat all the way up into the middle ear, and it basically is, allows the equalization of the pressure on both sides of the uh, tympanic membrane. And Juliana, when she had ear problems, she ended up with tubes for a while that are still in there. And so if she holds her breath and pushes hard enough, I think she can actually get air up through her eustachian tubes and she can actually hear it coming out of her ears, which is kind of funny. So most people breathe through their nose and their mouth and our daughter can actually breathe through her ears. So that's, uh, those are the three main ways, I guess. But, you know, there's a lot of research now that uh, shows that uh, nose breathing is a much healthier way to actually exchange air because of the protective uh, mechanism and moisturizing mechanisms of the nasal pathway um, passages. Um, And we talked about this book by James Nestor called Breathe, a New York Times bestseller. And it says, Breathe, the new science of a lost art. My brother read it, said it was awesome, highly recommended. I have never read it, but uh, I suggest you guys go out and and, uh, take a look at it and see what you can uh, change in your life to make things better. And um, I used to wake up every single day with a headache and just feeling kind of out of it because before I was on CPAP, I wasn't breathing efficiently. I was breathing through my mouth and uh, probably having episodes of apnea, and that got better for a while. I left my CPAP machine over in Costa Rica when we were there, and because it's a medical device, they won't let me ship it back, which was interesting. So I had to get a new one, and for some reason, that one doesn't seem to be working as well as my old one, and I'm waking up every day with that little frowny face. Isn't the same device? It's the same exact one, but I did change the pressure setting. You know, there's a there's a user pro- there's a user setting on that thing, and then there is the um, provider setting. And to get into the provider setting, there's a couple of buttons you have to push in a sequence to activate that menu. But now with you know the the internet, you can find a video that shows you how to get into the uh, to the provider settings, and you can set your. It may be dangerous, and that's I may be hurting myself because I raised the pressure on there, and that might have been inappropriate. But anyway, I got to figure that out. So Andrea was talking about uh, some of the benefits of um, her new uh, adopted uh, uh, practice of taping her mouth closed so she breathe, and then possibly some benefit from this pulsed electromagnetic field uh, mat that she sits on, her voodoo mat. <laughs> Don't call it voodoo. voodoo. It's a it's pulsed actually- electromagnetic frequency. Yeah. And we can talk about that on another show. Oh, you don't want to talk about it now? No, I was going to talk about longevity. We just talked about that. You're forgetting? Yeah, because I didn't sleep well last night. See, this is what happens. You don't sleep well, you lose your mind. Right. So we we were talking about briefly, and we can have a longer show on longevity. But, you know, it's really interesting. It's not that any of us really want to relive our lives. At least I hope you don't. Um, Certain parts of it. Okay, because if I can go back and relive the parts... Um, like college. He wants to go see all the girls and have fun with the girls. Oh God, I don't know if I could do that because of the drinking <laughs> and everything tired. else that came up. I'm too tired for that. But, uh, but you know, now that I know what I know, I, there, are, there are elements of my earlier life that I could relive for sure. Yeah. Especially the ones with you, Pumpkin. Oh, well, we have more exciting ones in the future. That's right. I, I think it's getting better as we age, which is... The, the sign of a great marriage. So one of the things that we look at in longevity is we don't want to live longer. And what I was starting to say prior to the ending of the 
the first break. half of the, the break, break, the first half of the show, was that all of us have programmed cell death, meaning we're programmed to live for a period of time. That gets shortened because of cancer, trauma, accidents, car accidents, illnesses, chronic illnesses that wear us down and shorten the lives of our overall, the cells in our body. To promote cellular improvement and cell life, we have to feed those cells the right nutrients. So nutrition is very important. And this is what we go into detail in Shield of Life. Nutrition is profoundly important. Sleep, as we just talked about, and the type of sleep and the right type of sleep. So it's not just going to bed. It's the timing of sleep, the duration of sleep. It's not that, oh, well, I was up all night, so I slept all day. Actually, that's not helpful. Well, it's helpful that you slept and didn't not sleep at all. So it's better that you do sleep, even if you're catching up with sleep. But the reality is, is we were designed around the raising and setting of the sun, and we really need to get to bed by 11 o'clock. And that research came after the Nobel Prize winner in 2019, um, and Yakanori or something, I can't remember his name. Um, but brilliant scientists out of Japan who actually did the research on um, on sleep cycling. And then from that, a lot of research has come to be. So it's very important that you understand not only breathing from your mouth during the day, but breathing, uh, no, sorry, through your, nose. through your nose during the day. But you just negated everything we yeah, said in the first Also half the breathing show. through your nose at night for the impact of the overall sleep, the vasodilation to your brain so that you're maximizing blood flow to your brain um, and your body and your heart. So sleep is a very, very important thing to do. Um, it's also important to exercise. We love to say we're exercising. And as we get older, we give our excuse to ourselves about exercising. Oh, I do your work around the yard. I clean up the garage. But really, you're not really getting your heart rate up and relaxing your heart rate. You're not really putting stress on your muscles. Resistance training becomes even more important as we age because our hormones, as they become less and less in our bodies, we actually have a, a harder time maintaining muscle tone. So maintaining resistance training is very important as we age. The other thing that's very important, and of course, so the different types of exercise. We talk in our program, we talk about cardiovascular exercise, resistance training, stretching, and plyometrics. Plyometrics is something you have to be very, very careful about, but you, you need to keep doing because it, it it's a short bursts of exercise, so getting your heart rate up with tension on the tendons and the nerves and muscles, and it builds muscles. That's like our jumping jacks. That's like our squat jumps. That's like our burpees, which nobody likes to do. That's jumping up, going down, doing push-ups, jumping up again. Sounds and of like course, a great way to bust a tendon. Well, it just depends. As we age, again, we need to do it according to what we can do, but not doing it at all just ages us even more. So again, I we do, do the squat jumps. We do go through the dynamics of this and the in pose. the program. The other thing is laughter and happiness and friendships. As we age and since COVID, a lot of us have isolated ourselves in our homes. You know, one of the things in the blue zones that they found consistent, even though the diets varied throughout the locations based on what the people were able to eat and had amenable uh, to them in those locations, one of the consistent lines of truth was purpose. And in the Japanese culture, it's called ikigai. As we age, we need to have a purpose. And if we don't have purpose within our own family, because maybe they've moved away, maybe they don't need us because they've got their own cycle of things that they're doing and need, is finding purpose in our community, whether you're involved in different organizational groups, your church, but being giving, 
you know, life is so much more full when we give than when it's nice to receive. But when we give, we find that we have a purpose. So purpose becomes very, very important. And then, and that's why we have the community. Now, what we find is that when people live this very abundant, dynamic life, what happens is their gut biome becomes very diverse. So a lot of different types of healthy bacteria, and we're finding viruses. The viruses work together in conjunction and are part of the existence of the bacteria, help activate the bacteria, work in conjunction. Again, I think many years ago or episodes ago, I talked about how we've studied predominantly the gut biome, the bacteria in the gut biome, but we never brought up the other things that make up that rainforest in our gut. And those things consist of viruses and fungi and arachne that actually work together in this dynamic rainforest. So when we take probiotic pills, we're taking one species of bacteria. And sometimes that can throw off this beautiful rainforest that God meant for us to have because each parts of the rainforest actually make that diverse biome to enhance our overall health and fight infections and invaders that can activate that immune system. And when the immune system is chronically activated, like in chronic disease states, that ages us and wears our cells down and makes us old faster. So we want to build a healthy biome with diverse foods. But if the gut bacteria aren't healthy, or they can't be healthy because we have low vitamin D, we're not moving, we're not active, we're not sleeping, we don't have laughter, that all, believe it or not, partakes in that diverse biome. What was very interesting, and you can look this up, there are studies of the bacteria in centenarians that are more diverse than in young people. And it's that diversity that they see in centenarians in their gut biome, including the virome that's in the gut, so viruses, that actually promote that longevity. None of us want to live forever, but we do want to live healthy. We do want to live to the point where when we do die, we put our head on the pillow and then we just pass on to the next level of our journey in the spiritual realm that we're existing in. But we don't want to be dying of pain and suffering. And that sometimes we have to fight against by saying, nope, I'm going to get up, I'm going to start moving, I'm going to start doing things, even though it's causing some difficulties, as long as you're safe, and you don't add more problems. But continuing to fight for that healthy, happy life, spending time with people that make you happy, people that make you sad and are frustrating to you, avoid them. You know, life is short. Make sure you're enjoying your life and make sure you're giving to another human being and doing what's right for our society. And that will help build that dynamic biome that we need to have to help propagate a healthy life. And if you want support with that journey, we're always happy to help you on Shield of Life. So what I'm hearing is that that diverse uh, biome, gut biome, is going to help you live longer. Yes, so but but I, also these five keys uh, of nutrition, exercise, sleep, spirituality, so part, and community should, are important. Should we recommend that when people should just lick the handrail over in the New York City subway? No, because those there? aren't healthy biome, potentially. That could be a very bad bacteria that you're ingesting when you lick the... Just because you're you're taking things from the outside world, they could be harmful. So you got to eat the healthy vegetables. They have the healthy oh, biome, right? you got to drink biome. water and not these chemicals. Some of us drink five, ten cups of coffee all day long in tea and <laughs> Jeez, no I water. Just did that. Andrea... Well, you're doing it because you had bad sleep. So one bad behavior leads to another bad behavior because you're trying to compensate. 
And the reality is, is you want to not do that. So it's really setting up that healthy process. That's the reason why we do the coaching to help keep people on track. All right, we're going to wrap this up because I need another cup of coffee. So water, if you have water, any water. For myself or Dr. Andrea, you can email us at the doctors in D O C T O R I S I N at WNZF.com. Stay happy, stay healthy. We'll see you guys next time. The doctors are out. The doctor is in radio show paid for by Radiology Associates.